Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Wealth, Health, and Other Things You Should Know. I am your moderator, Ryan Ruff. I'm not affiliated with UBS Financial Services, but in just a moment, I'll be joined by really the star of our show and really a pivotal focus in today's discussion, and that is a Senior Vice President of Wealth Management over at the Butel Wealth Management Group, and that's Cameron Butel. And today, we're going to be diving into a really interesting conversation surrounding family wealth and legacy as a whole. And again, the Butel Wealth Management Group, they are looking located in Boca Raton, Florida. They can be reached at 561-367-1875. Again, today's discussion really big into family wealth and a family legacy. A lot of stickiness and a lot of you know big conversation should be focused on family legacy, and we've got a lot to get into today with Cameron. So with that, let's go ahead and welcome him aboard. Cameron, good to see you this morning. How are you doing? Doing good, Ryan. Good to see you too. Yeah, good to see you as well. Cameron, we were just uh, just talking about the importance of this topic before we press the record button for today's episode. But why don't you set things up for us? You know, talk to me a little bit about a challenge. I think that's the best way to kind of frame up today's discussion. What's a big challenge that you're seeing a lot of, you know, significant you know, families with significant wealth facing in today's day and age? Yeah, Ryan. Families who have generated or have been successful enough to generate wealth that has the potential to last for multiple multiple generations, um, unfortunately, they don't execute the proper planning that it is needed for that wealth to last four generations. In fact, by the third generation, multi-generational families, 90% of that wealth is gone by the third generation of, of a wealthy family. So, and the, and the main reason for that is the lack of intentionality when it comes down to doing real legacy planning. And legacy planning is really, it's, it's estate planning, but at the same time, it's a totally separate thing. And that's something we're, we're going to get into later. Yeah, yeah. I want to double click deeper into this, this overall issue today. I mean, that's a staggering percentage that you just mentioned, but why would you say this is such a problem in the first place for families to identify and to make sure that they hold on to that family wealth through the generations? Sure, Ryan. I mean, if you're a first-generation business owner or first-generation wealth creator, the last thing that you want to see is wealth. The number one you want, the last thing you'd want to see is wealth to destroy your family. You don't want your heirs feuding and squabbling over their inheritances or their roles within the family business. The second thing is they don't want to see all of their life's work just dissolve and fade away after they decide to hand the reins off to somebody else or decide maybe to sell their business, but or maybe in, focus on other endeavors down the road. Um, what the main issue here is that people can be very intentional about creating wealth and creating a business but they lack that intentionality. And you're going to hear intentionality a lot out of me today because it's, it's the main point of, of creating a real legacy plan. You have, to, you have to run it like a business. You have to create a legacy plan like you'd be running a business. Um, if you're not intentional and you're not in the right mindset when you are creating a legacy plan and, and being upfront and honest with your with your heirs and your and your shareholders and your stakeholders in your business, if you're a business owner while conducting legacy planning, you're going to run into a lot more problems and pitfalls and potential failures than you would if you had that intentional mindset going into it from the get-go. 
Of course, of course. And and I want to look a little further in terms of the ripple effect, Cameron. What is the ripple effect of this this challenge that a lot of families face where they're losing, you know, 90% of their family wealth lost by that third generation? What's the ripple effect and what do you see it doing to those families' lives overall? Sure. Um it can it can get really really ugly. Um a lot of families unfortunately can become defined by um their success or their wealth. And sometimes these families can lose significant portions. Again, 90% of wealth is lost by the third generation. And in some instances, wealth almost becomes a part of their identity and it can really destroy family bonds. And that's something we've never really, we would never want to see happen to the clients that we serve. So we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that that doesn't happen, but we can only control that to a certain extent. Um, that's why you really need to make sure that you have, again, an intentional legacy plan right. that is not going to ruin your children's lives and they're not going to become resentful. And, you know, it, you'll be able to avoid all of the pitfalls. And ultimately, the biggest pitfall they could face is losing all of the family wealth that was created in the first place. And Cameron, let's look at the other side of that coin in terms of a glass half full mentality, if you will. Yeah. If somebody is going through that, you know, intentional legacy planning efforts, what does life look like then? How does it look so much better when they are taking the steps that you're encouraging today? Absolutely, Ryan. The We obviously want everyone, all the clients we serve to be a part of that 10%, right? That 10% of the families whose wealth lasts beyond that third generation. Um if uh, their family's lives could be abundant, so much better, abundantly better. Um, the wealth creator can know that their life's work isn't going to just be thrown down the drain or be liquidated so that, you know, their families can live a certain type of lifestyle that isn't going to be so financially sustainable for, for generations to come. Um, they can avoid litigation. They can avoid unjust taxation, excessive, excessive taxation, and a multitude of other potential risks. Um, and if they implement all these things that we've talked about, you know, their family wealth is not only going to continue to grow, but their relationships are going to continue to grow. And the relationships continue to grow by being intentional about having family meetings and the family meetings being structured like a, like a, a publicly traded company's meeting would be structured. Um, where there's questions and answers, where the professionals are involved, where they talk about the business. And then after that, maybe the rest of the day is just for fun and family bonding. Family bonding, I think, isn't focused enough, isn't focused on enough when we talk about legacy planning. Uh, no, I love this, Cameron. This is great stuff. And we're going to get even deeper into kind of that intentional planning process and and where you know, a family can take it and really succeed with it in just a moment. But for those that aren't as familiar with our show and the podcast and the types of conversations we have on the show, let's zoom out from today's challenge, today's problem and topic for just a moment. And why don't you bring our audience up to speed on a little bit about yourselves, your team at the Butel Wealth Management Group, and how it is that you work with clients to address these types of challenges on a day-to-day -day basis. Tell me about yourself. Yeah. What's unique about the, our team, the Butel Wealth Management Group, um, is that we're a multi-generational team ourselves. Uh, my father found my father is my partner on the team, and um, we've been here in Boca Raton in business for 42 years. Um, but what our team is really known for is challenging and working with you know successful individuals, and business owners, 
and, and, challenge, and challenging them to think differently about what's possible surrounding their life, their wealth, and their significance in the community. So we do that by use, utilizing our proprietary generational wealth blueprint. Um, and it involves a multitude of different steps, but I think the key step here when it comes to addressing legacy planning is the step that we call advanced planning. And it's when we get, when we coordinate with all of our families, other trusted professionals. So their CPA their, and their estate planning attorney, or, and, and even if they're a part of a family office or they're head of their family office. So everyone is on the same page. So that way, if there's any gaps along the way, we can address those before they become a big problem. And the main goal for us here is that are the families that we serve continue to grow and prosper for generations. No, that's great. I appreciate you bringing our audience up to speed kind of on who you are and really what it is that you do on that day-to-day -day basis with your team. But let's zoom back into the, the topic at hand today, this idea of by the third generation, I mean, we're seeing 90% of family wealth dissipating because of, you know, poor legacy planning, poor habits, you know, a, a multitude of different factors. But Cameron, as you know, one of the big focuses of this show is to provide value for our audience so that they can take away some pieces of knowledge and some lessons, if you will, and begin implementing it into their financial world so that they can come out better for it. And so with that being said, what do you have today for us in terms of a solution or a piece of knowledge that folks can begin implementing to maybe start taking steps forward towards that intentional legacy planning? Sure. Um, I think the first step needs to be, you need to acknowledge that you need to be intentional about doing this. Um, so what does that mean, right? It means that the wealth creator, the first generation, or sometimes even the second generation um, business owner or, or inheritor of wealth um, needs to you know, take a step back and assess the family, the family dynamics and the family situation, right? They need to, they need to, they, and they need to do this without the, the glasses on, if we'll call them glasses, of the family lenses, right? We need to assess these, we need to assess our family realistically. So we need to see what are our children really capable of? What, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Um, and after they do that, then they can really, then they need to think, what does really generational wealth or legacy mean to me? What do I want all that I've worked for, for you know, decades and decades and decades? What do I want it to look like when I'm gone and down the road? That, that, is, that is the number, the, how you get started down this road in the process. You, know, you have to get in the right mindset and be realistic. The second part I'd say would be to set up a meeting with your wealth manager, your estate planning attorney, and your CPA. And in that meeting, you'd want, you'd really want to define some, we'll call them guardrails. You want to define some guardrails. So very, most common, we find that a lot of inheritors in the next gen want to have some money right away. And, and I don't begrudge them for that. Everybody has their own goals and dreams and wishes and desires. They all want to seek, a, you know, come to fruition. But coming from the wealth creators or business owners, perspective, they need to decide and put the guardrails up how, how much of the business or how, what percentage of the assets they're going to, they're going to allow their children to have outright control over. Because when you give somebody outright control over an asset that opens them up to a litany of issues like litigation and divorce risk and things like that. 
Um, so those need to be discussed during this first meeting with your wealth manager, estate plan attorney, and CPA. Um, after that, and, and let me go back a second, that first meeting can get pretty ugly because you're bound to get pushback from your heirs. Because again, your heirs are going to want to do what it is they want to do, and they might not be as concerned about the legacy at this point in time than maybe the wealth creator or the business owner is. But that's why we need to have these intentional meetings to hash out these issues to make sure these plans succeed. Um, you need to communicate really clearly during these meetings and hash out all the issues that could put or that are going to come up and continue to work through them. This isn't a one-stop one. This isn't a, this isn't an issue that's going to get solved in one meeting. So that's why you're going to have to have continual meetings like family meetings and family retreats like that. Um, and then, and then maybe during that meeting, you can decide upon, Hey, all right, you're going to get, uh, this is what you're going to get in, initially X amount of shares in the business or X amount of dollars. And the rest is going to go into a trust that is not controlled by you. It's going to be controlled by a third party, an independent third party. Now there's a lot to unpack in here, Cameron, because it takes a lot of, you know, going back to that word, I feel like a broken record today with the, you know, intentionality. It goes back to that word constantly when we're talking about legacy planning, because Definitely. at the end of, at the end of the day, it's, it's ultimately up to the wealth creator, that business owner uh, to, you know, envision what they want their legacy to be and then to put the proper steps in place. But I totally hear you in terms of the the conversation get a little sticky without proper communication throughout the process to that next generation so that they themselves can get some buy-in on what the overall plan is, not only from a, a wealth standpoint, but a legacy standpoint as well. A lot of, lot of important conversations and details to be had, which, again, which you know, only further illustrates why it helps to be working with that trusted team of professionals, that wealth manager throughout this process. But um, right. we just, you know, we've thrown a lot of information at our audience today around a relatively sensitive topic that's very important to them in their lives. But how could somebody take today's lesson, take those steps that you just mentioned and turn it into action and start implementing that into their life today? Yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're right now, you're, you're faced with a critical choice. Um, if you are a wealth creator or you are a business owner who plans on you know, transitioning that business down to future generations, you need to take a hard look at your business and look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing about it? And what, have I done anything in, at all in order to mitigate these risks that every business owner knows there's out there? Um, a lot of business owners that I've interacted with, they, they, they like to think this, this, this could never happen to me. This won't happen to my family, but very often it does. So it, you got to take, you got to just take, you got to start, you got to start before you can finish. That's, that's the lesson. And, and, you know, Cameron, before we started today's conversation, you were just sharing a story with me that illustrates today's topic beautifully. Why don't you go ahead and relay that story to our audience today? Because I, do, I, I think it paints a great picture on the topic that we're, we're talking about in terms of this legacy planning. Sure. I was, I was uh, speaking with a, a third generation business owner um, who owns a business that most people would recognize by name. And he um it was him and his two cousins or the, the three owners um 
his company was approached by a private equity firm and they threw out a giant number to get the family involved, obviously, and in, you know, engaged in going through this process of selling their business. And at the end of the, when it came time to, you know, finalize the transaction, private equity company said, you know what, we don't, uh, we're not going to be able to pay you as much as, uh, as what we said, but this is how much we're going to be able to pay you. Well, the, the main, the, the guy, the, the gentleman who's running the business, the, the, everyone decided it wasn't enough. But what happened was the two cousins who are passive owners of the business, now they had a figure in their mind of what they could get out of the business and what their share was worth. So the operator and owner of the business had to take out debt and leverage his assets and business to buy out his two cousins and now he's taken on unnecessary debt to that that his business probably didn't need, and um, it's created a lot of family conflict. And uh, he, it, you know, I was talking with him. He even acknowledged that he wished he wished he had done more planning in advance of this than you know picking up the phone from an unsolicited investment banker saying, "Hey, we'd like to buy your business." Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, this whole process of of really intentional legacy planning comes down to you being the smoke detector rather than the fire department. You know, you want to make sure that you've got your plans in place, the structure in place and doing that preemptive work so that when the time does come for this transfer of wealth, the sale of a business, a big moment in your life, you know, you can you know rest assured that the, the proper planning was done on the front end. It's a, it's a great story. I, I, thanks for for sharing with our audience. So, look, we've we've hit our audience with a lot today, Cameron. So for anybody out there that might find themselves in a similar position where they're thinking to themselves, Ugh, I should probably be doing a little more uh, given, you know, what I had envisioned for my family's legacy, for the for the future of my business. And they could really benefit from just starting a conversation with their wealth manager or even somebody from your team at the Butel Wealth Management Group. What is the best way somebody could get in touch with you guys to open up a dialogue and, and just learn more? Sure. They could reach out to they, you know, give me a call. Reach out to us. Uh, my phone number is 561-367-1875. And my email address is Cameron.butel at UBS.com. Either one of them works fine for me. Uh, if Happy to have a conversation with anybody out there and help you solve these problems. Fantastic. Well, Cameron, look, I know you're a busy guy and you've got clients to serve, so we'll let you get back to doing that. But I uh, appreciate you carving some time out of your day to jump on and, and get into a pretty big topic that is, you know, intentional legacy planning for, for families and business owners out there. A lot of good information on the table for our audience and uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one. All right, Ryan. Have a good one. All right, you too, Cameron. And hey, folks, look, we want to take one final moment, as we always do, and thank you all for stopping by and spending some time with us today. If you did benefit from today's discussion surrounding family legacy planning and, you know, kind of leaving a legacy, not a mess, if you will, you benefited from this, well, make sure you hit that subscribe button then on whichever platform that you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on another great conversation between Cameron or Brian Butel and myself where we dive into these different wealth man management challenges that are facing so many of the clients that they work with as well as so many folks at large out there in today's day and age before cameron i'm ryan we're going to go ahead and say so long today but we appreciate you stopping by and being with us on wealth health and other things you should know
This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or its affiliates. UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS Group AG and is a member of FINRA and SIPC.